Welcome to Storytime with Kurt. In each episode, I'd like you to sit back, relax, and just chill out while I read Tom Swift and His Motorcycle by Victor Appleton. So previously on Chapter 4 of Tom Swift and His Motorcycle, Tom found the man that crashed the motorcycle, brought him into the house to get him healed up, and ended up buying the motorcycle from Mr. Damon. Welcome to Tom Swift and His Motorcycle, Chapter 5. Mr. Swift is alarmed. Stuffing the money which he intended to give to Mr. Damon in his pocket, Tom ran downstairs. As he passed through the living room, intending to see what the disturbance was about, and if necessary, aid his father, the owner of the broken motorcycle exclaimed, What's the matter? What's, what's happened? Bless my coattails, but is anything wrong? I don't know, answered Tom. There's a stranger about the shop, and my father never allows that. I'll be back in a minute. Take your time, advised the somewhat eccentric Mr. Damon. I find my legs are a bit weaker than I suspected, and I will be glad to rest a while longer. Bless my shoelaces, but don't hurry. Tom went into the rear yard, where the shops and a small cluster of buildings were located. He saw his father confronting the man with the black mustache, and Mr. Swift was saying, What do you want? I allow no people to come in here unless I or my son invites them. Did you wish to see me? Are you Barton Swift? asked the man. Yes, that's that's my name. The inventor of the Swift safety lamp and the turbine motor. At the mention of the motor, Mr. Swift started. I am the inventor of the safety lamp you mentioned, he said stiffly. But I must decline to talk about the motor. May I ask where you obtained your information concerning it? Why, I'm not at liberty to tell, went on the man. I called to see if we can negotiate with you for the sale of it. Parties whom I represent at that moment. Tom plucked his father by the sleeve. Dad, whispered the youth. I saw him in Mansburg. I think he's one of the several who've been inquiring in Mr. Merton's shop about you and your patents. I wouldn't have anything to do with him until I found out more about him. Is that so? asked Mr. Swift quickly. Then, turning to the stranger, he said, My son tells me, but Mr. Swift got no further, for at that moment the stranger caught sight of Tom, whom he had not noticed before. Ha! exclaimed the man. I have forgotten something. An important engagement will be back directly. We will see you again, Mr. Swift. Excuse the trouble. I, I, I've, I've put you to. I'm in a great hurry. And before father or son could stop him, Had they any desire to, the man turned and walked quickly from the yard. Mr. Swift stood staring at him, and so did Tom. Then the inventor asked, Do you know that man? What about him, Tom? Why did he leave so hurriedly? I don't know his name, replied Tom, but I'm suspicious regarding him, and I think he left because he suddenly recognized me. Thereupon he told his father of seeing the man in the post office, and hearing the talk of the same individual and two companions in the restaurant. "'So you think they're up to some mischief, Tom?' asked the parent when the son had finished. "'Well, I wouldn't go quite as far as that, but I think that they're interested in your patents, and you ought to know whether you want them to be or not.' "'I most certainly do not, especially in the turbine motor. "'That is my latest invention, and I think will prove very valuable. "'But... Though I've not mentioned it before, I expect to have trouble with it. 
Soon after I perfected it, with the exception of some minor details, I received word from a syndicate of rich men that I was infringing on a motor, the patent of which they controlled. Now this surprised me for two reasons. One, because I did not know that, they, that anyone knew I had invented the motor. I had kept the matter secret, and I'm at a loss to know how it leaked out. To prevent any further information concerning my plans becoming public, I sent you to Mansburg today. But it seems that the precaution was of little avail. Another matter of surprise was the information that I was infringing on the patent of someone else. I had a very careful examination made, and I found that the syndication of rich men would, was wrong. I was not infringing. In fact, though the motor they have is somewhat like mine, there is one big difference. Theirs does not work, while mine does. Their patents are worthless. Then what do you, what do you think is their object? I think they want to get control of my invention of the turbine motor, Tom, and... That's what's been worrying me lately. I know these men to be unscrupulous, and with plenty of money, they may make trouble for me. But can't you fight them in the courts? Yes, I could do that. It's not as if I was a poor man, but I do not like lawsuits. I want to live quietly and invent things. I dislike litigation. Boy, isn't that refreshing, huh? However, if they force it on me, I'll fight, exclaimed Mr. Swift determinedly. So do you think this man was one of the crowd of financiers? asked Tom. It would be hard to say. I did not like his actions, and the fact that he sneaked in here as if he was trying to get possession of some of my models or plans makes it suspicious. It certainly does, agreed Tom. Now, if we only knew his name, we could... He suddenly paused in his remark and sprang forward. He picked up an envelope that had dropped where the stranger had been standing. The man lost this from his pocket, Dad, said Tom eagerly. It's a telegram. Shall we look at it? I think we'll be justified in protecting ourselves. Is the envelope open? Yeah. Then read the telegram. Now, as an aside, I think this is a little ethically challenging, but clearly let's go with it. Tom drew out a folded yellow slip of paper. It was a short message, and he read... Anson Morse, Mansburg, see Swift today, period. Or I guess, no, this is like a telegram, so, th so we have to say stop, right, in the whole thing, like the old-timey thing. So, Anson Morse, Mansburg, stop. See Swift today, stop. Make offer, stop. If not accepted, do the best you can, stop. Spare no effort, stop. Don't give plans away, stop. Is that all? asked Mr. Swift. I'll accept the signature. So who is the telegram signed by? By Smeek and Catch, answered Tom. Those rascally lawyers, exclaimed his father. I was beginning to suspect this. That's the firm which represents the syndicate of wealthy men who are trying to get my turbine motor patents away from me. Tom, we must be on our guard. They will wage a fierce fight against me, for they have sunk many thousands of dollars in a worthless machine and are desperate. We'll fight them, cried Tom. You and I, Dad, we'll show them that the firm of Swift & Son is Swift by name and Swift by nature. Good, exclaimed the inventor. I'm glad you feel that way about it, Tom. But we're going to have no easy task. Those men are rich and unscrupulous. We shall have to be on our guard constantly. Now, let me have that telegram. 
it may come in useful. I must send word to Reed and Crawford, my attorneys in Washington, to be on the lookout. Matters are coming to a curious pass. As Mr. Swift and his son started for the house, they met Mr. Damon coming towards them. "'Bless my very existence!' cried the eccentric man. "'I was beginning to fear something had happened to you. "'I'm glad that you're all right. "'I heard voices, and I imagined—' "'It's all right,' Mr. Swift assured him. "'There was a stranger about my shop, and I never allow that. "'Do you feel well enough to go? "'If not, we'll be glad to have you remain with us. "'We've got plenty of room.' "'Oh, thank you very much, but I must be going. "'I feel much better.' Bless my gators, but I will never trust myself in an automobile again. I will renounce gasoline from now on. That reminds me, spoke Tom. I got the money for the motorcycle, and he drew out the bills. You sure you won't regret your bargain, Mr. Damon? The machine is new and needs only slight repairs. Fifty dollars is... Tut, tut, young man. I feel as if I was getting the best of you. Bless my handkerchief. I hope you've got no bad luck with it. "'I'll try and be careful,' promised Tom with a smile as he handed over the money. "'I'm going to gear it differently and put some improvements on it. "'Then I'll use it instead of my bicycle. "'It would have to be very much improved before I trusted myself on it again,' declared Mr. Damon. "'Well, I appreciate what you've done for me, and if at any time I can reciprocate the favor, "'I will only be too glad to do so. "'Bless my soul, though I hope I don't have to rescue you from trying to climb a tree.' "'And with a laugh,' which showed that he had fully recovered from his mishap. He shook hands with father and son and left. A very nice man, Tom, commented Mr. Swift. Somewhat odd and out of the ordinary, but a fine character for all that. That's what I was going to say, added the son. Now, Dad, you'll see me scooting around the country on a motorcycle. I've always wanted one, and now I have a bargain. Do you think you can repair it? Of course, Dad. I've done more difficult things than that. I'm going to take it apart now and see what it needs. Before you do that, Tom, I wish you would take a telegram to town for me. I must wire my lawyers at once. Dad looks worried, thought Tom as he wheeled the broken motorcycle into a machine shop where he did most of his work. Well, I don't blame him, but we'll get the best of those scoundrels yet. And that's the end of Chapter 5. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Storytime with Kurt. You can subscribe to the podcast by going to anchor.fm slash storytimewithkurt. If you want to stay up to date with all recordings moving forward, you can catch the live recording each Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday evening over at twitch.tv slash kurtstable. That's K-U-R-T-S-T-A-B-L-E. Or follow me on Twitter at V-O by Kurt. If you have suggestions for future books, you can go ahead and send me an email at kurt at storytimewithkurt.com. See you next time.